Hey friends, welcome to the Stationery Cafe, your podcast for everything stationery, journaling, planning related, and fun things happening in the community. I'm April from Penguins Creative, and in today's episode, our special stationery lover is Anna from Girl and Quill. We met during a local stationery meetup here when I first moved to Seattle, and today she shares her minimalistic and classic-inspired journaling spreads in Wisconsin. Hey Anna, welcome onto the Stationery Cafe. It's been such a long time since we talked. I mean, in real voice <laughs> to it each other. Has. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. Uh, of course, we have to. I, I miss you so much. Anna used to be in Seattle, um, and mm-hmm. we used to meet up all the time um, in our little Seattle group. We kind of coined ourselves the Seattle Stationery Society, <laughs> where we meet up at cafes, do journaling, and you know, essentially share our stash and kind of poke into each other's notebooks on like Saturdays or Sundays. And in mm-hmm. fact, I think we met in one of these spontaneous ones, which originally Phyllis was hosting before I even moved to Seattle. It was at Uptown Espresso, and I remembered it because we are at this huge wooden, like, antique, like, death, like, table. Like, there's no one in the cafe except our group. And Leah comes in with these, like, stacks of washi tape, and you have oh the God, Traverse yes. notebook and, <laughs> and all the journals. Oh, those great times. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Those were the times. I miss those days. It, I mean, especially with everything that's going on right now it's just like that interaction but then also meeting people that can geek out with stationery with you absolutely and have that same sort of passion <laughs> do you have like a group where you are now um in your i city? do yeah nice. i kind of coined it the milwaukee stationery society so we're the sister group of your group <laughs> the sister chapter <laughs> yes I love um, that. And, <laughs> and it's a small little group i was actually hoping to kind of keep growing it so i think in the future I'll kind of advertise it a little more. Right. Yes. But, when um, when it's safe to go out and meet in person again, right? Because I feel like the the in person aspect of stationary meetups is so essential because there's a lot of like, you know, rummaging into your pen stash, take a look at your page, you know, that kind of like sharing. Definitely. <laughs> there's a bit of nosiness. I think we're all a little nosy and we like to look into each other's little kits. and it's a very tactile thing isn't it It I mean absolutely is it's uh you know you can always go online and and shop for something but there's just something very special when you can go in person and touch the washi and look at the stickers Mm -hmm. and see all the options it's an experience trying things out too before you buy obviously kind of the, the enabling but also like if I I don't have to buy it myself. I can just try a little bit what this person has, see if it works for me, and then, mm-hmm. you know, continue. Um, so I, I wanted to talk about, like, you know, ask you, when did you even start journaling? It feels like you've been doing this for a long time. When you, you came to the meetup, you already have, like, all these notebooks, and, and you numbered them, right? So I did. Or what, I do. <laughs> what, which notebook are you on right now? And like, when did it start? It? Like, when's notebook number one? <laughs> um, let me look at my notebooks. Oh, I just started it today. I'm on number 146. Oh my so goodness. The, yeah. <laughs> and that sounds like it's been a long time. And I guess 
I guess it is a long time. <laughs> it is, it does it, sound like a long time. Yeah, now that I look back. <laughs> um, I feel like I must have been like nine or ten. Uh, my friend at the time, when I was in grade school, gifted me for my birthday um, a locked diary. You remember the ones back in the day in the yeah. 90s when you uh, had the little key and the lock on the side? <laughs> yes. Oh, the man. Insignificant locks, but then yes. for some reason we think there's security in that. <laughs> they were so secure back then. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so excited to get that journal that I wrote in it every day until it was absolutely filled. And I think it was like a Disney themed one. It was nothing, uh, um, you know, back then I think we just had very basic journals. It wasn't a, a big uh, community or anything. Yeah. And it kind of continued on after that. When I started getting into middle school, mm -hmm. I started reading a lot of classics. So that's when I uh, started reading Jane Austen and I was really into history. My dad is a big history buff. And mm -hmm. so he exposed me to a lot of uh, like English history. He's a big Anglophile and so am I. <laughs> and um, that really fascinated me because people throughout history were, you know, their only way of communicating was through letters. Writing letters. Writing letters, journals. And, you know, with their letters, they sealed it with wax. They used mm -hmm. quills and dip pens and inks. And there was a whole process with that. And then with their journals, they wrote about everything from politics to history to just mundane tasks, you know, from like wives that were just recording <laughs> things that they did, yeah. you know, every day in their household. And that really fascinated me. And so that kind of carried on with me throughout pretty much the rest of my life. I like the Dear Diary, but not really because it involves so many things outside of like their own th thoughts, but like kind of like current events, like, you know, yeah. the price of fabric or whatever, you know, like these little things that kind of like builds, builds up into like a huge tapestry of like mm -hmm. the world. And I think it's very fitting that we are still doing it today. We're the modern Jane Austen, the modern like... <laughs> everyday people keeping the journals and recording the crazy things that's happening around us right now. Yeah, and I find that's really fascinating because journaling has really kind of made a comeback. It seemed like for a while it went away because everything became digital. Oh, yeah. And then you started seeing analog things mm -hmm. seeping into the culture and people wanting to go back into just having, uh, you know, the physical books, the physical notebook and the pen and all of that. And it's really nice to see people starting to record the things that are around them because that's going to be something that's going to be really fascinating to look back on and read. I know. Um, Imagine our like grandchildren looking back and they'll be like, what is this like pen, pencil? Like what, what are they? I, yeah. <laughs> Mechanical pencil? What is that? <laughs> I know. Then, then maybe it's better that we save all these right now, right? Because they will make a fortune <laughs> out of the cool little knickknacks that we yes. collect today. <laughs> They'll thank us one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what is your current journaling or stationary setup. I'm very curious because obviously you have notebook number 146. But the last time um, we've, you know, are met in person, you have a lot of notebooks going on. We'd love to know, like, do you just like work on one 
at a time or do you keep multiple at the same time and kind of use different purposes? You know, I go through phases. It used to be that I would just do the one book and that would be it. Mm -hmm. And now lately, I felt like I've needed to kind of compartmentalize and just play around with different notebooks. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's partly out of boredom because I'm just at home all the time. <laughs> um, so I keep a traveler's notebook for my daughter. I do keep a journal for her that I one day will gift to her. I noticed um, that you are you start numbering it for her. Yes. Too. Yeah, so I'm on the second one for her. Notebook number two. Yeah, <laughs> notebook number two. Yeah, so That's she'll so inherit quite a few notebooks from me one day. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry, you can't start number one. You're unfortunately on notebook number 67. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's got big shoes to fill. <laughs> um, and then personally, I think I've got several, like five or six, and I don't journal in them every day. I actually kind of skip around. My personal journal right now is the Rhodia blank notebook. Mm. Um, I've been really into just kind of this, I don't even know what size this is called, um, but it's just kind of a larger size so I can have a bit more room to write in. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've got various scribble notebooks, which I use to just kind of recording, record what's going on mm -hmm. in the world and paste in like magazine clippings and arts and postcard things oh. that I that I like and that kind inspire like a me. Commonplace notebook, then. Kinda, yeah, like a mm -hmm. commonplace mood board. Mood board, sort of a ah. thing. Yeah. So anything that pleases my eye goes into these notebooks, mm -hmm. um, and I I really like to flip through those, just kind of look at images. So whenever I don't feel like journaling or I'm just kind of in a writing rut, um, <laughs> that's kind of when I go into those notebooks and I look at those pictures and those images. See what inspires you from those past like entries, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And they're not even like dated entries, right? They're kind of like sporadic um, in the moment. Like it, it would be similar to like a collage or what we nowadays in the community, like, you know, they do like these elaborate spreads. But I, I think mm -hmm. I saw some of yours. It has like a lot of writing on it, though. So I think it really like balances the whole journaling and like keeping notes, keeping little scraps with your like personal I guess yeah thoughts <laughs> on them yeah it can be moody <laughs> <laughs> so scribbling notebooks rodeo blank um traverse notebook um do you still do bullet journaling I remember you used to do bullet journaling I did I actually miss it I'm not currently um for my personal planner I'm actually using the Hobonichi Weeks Mega ah. yeah <laughs> and I this is my second year of using it and I love it it's so compact, but it, I have so many pages to use for whatever lists that I feel like making. Yes. Um, I actually managed to fill a good portion of the blank paper in the back from last year. It's a year. lot of blank notes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Is it super chunky now, though? Like, I can imagine with your style, like, you know, adding little, like, pieces, receipts and stuff. Is it, like, you know very what? hefty right now? Last year's was got a little chunky but this year I think because I I honestly haven't really looked at my planner for the past like four months <laughs> uh, sadly it's been neglected mm -hmm. that, that happens to, to the best of us during this like crazy coronavirus like pandemic time yeah so hard to go to or like keep up with a 
I think, dated system during this time, you know, because mm-hmm. every day could kind of just merge into one another. And then we kind of turn to the creative outlet notebooks, the, the journaling ones or like the random one. And I, I definitely hear and see a lot of people complain about, you know, abandoning their weeks or abandoning their like scheduler and like they can't plan and but I'm happy that we still journal (laughs) yeah and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're not really going anywhere and for a lot of us the planner is something that we carry with us wherever we go makes sense and so when I'm traveling within my own house from upstairs to downstairs I pretty much just have my personal journal and so all my like basic planning, I guess, or list making goes to like scrap pieces of paper or my journal. Um, My poor planner doesn't get attention. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe later this year. And it's funny how um, we're now approaching August. Oh, well, September, where Hovanichi's going to like release new designs. And it's going to be that time again. Oh, by the way, what the important question, which cover did you choose for your Hovanichi Weeks Mega? Because I I, I was going to guess it was the botanical one, but is it like or not? The one that I'm currently using? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? I don't even know the name of this cover. (laughs) (laughs) I got it from Nita. (laughs) I don't even know what the name of the cover is. Um, So maybe she can tell me. (laughs) It was the, so it's just that, um, is it the basic colored one? or It's the clear one with, uh, it's got like little critters on it and Uh birds. And it what looks like kind of like dandelions on it. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> okay, yeah. we gotta look that up. But that's so that's so cool. You got it from me. That, is like the we, name on the back? I'm terrible at these things. No, is it they, Latura? They, oh. they probably um, they don't put the name in it. That you have to like actually look it up on the website. But gotcha. It's funny how we like kind of shot each other's stash recently. <laughs> Our group. We're like, eh, I'm trying to. That's another great thing about stash. those get-togethers. It's like. <laughs> You get to share like washi tape and ink samples and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and then you realize you want the full size. So then you go <laughs> and buy it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's so nice. Um, so, so yeah, using a, you know, a non-dated journal nowadays, I guess, in this, during this time has really just become the norm because keeping up with like a, a, a dated schedule is so difficult for people when you know there's really nothing going on mm-hmm. um i've been like repurposing my planner to do a lot of like just daily chore stuff like it used to be like okay i'm work i'm going to work i'm having these meetings and i have to like go do these things and now it's just like okay laundry um yeah. <laughs> grocery <laughs> a little meal little planning you know right? those things are important too <laughs> let me time block <laughs> my dishwashing you know like, yes <laughs> So, do you find that you're getting more creative in your planners though when you do put, uh, plan in it? I, I do. I now buy a lot of like um, little stickers that have all these like household things like clean dining room, <laughs> like wash dishes, like hang your clothes out to dry. They do that in Asia. So I use that for like my laundry. <laughs> and you so my, jazz it up. I know, exactly. It's really an attempt to jazz up the daily most like boring things. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually glad I still kept track of at least like the things we did. Like I, I write in which takeout we got, you know, and then looking back, it, it'd be, it'd be nice to not see it as like a giant, like blank four month 
pages, but instead, you know, you kind of have like little happy moments in between when like everything is so dire. But like, you know, yeah. oh, at least we got fried chicken. You know, that weekend, and we watched this new show on Netflix that came out. Oh yeah, a lot of show documenting recently. Oh, see, that's a fun idea. <laughs> I like that. I know. So so yeah, I, we all trying to make do with how to like best utilize our tools because we already spent the money we we already bought them and i just think such a waste to not like throw it in <laughs> i'm curious to see what the um like how many people still go out and buy planners and all the full accessories is the demand still there right? yeah <laughs> because planners was a really big thing of you know you use it and you fill it up and right. you find purposes for multiple planners but now right. it's like are people going to be streamlining it more that's true. And maybe um, when Book July was just over, but like maybe people have used that opportunity to kind of like decipher which system was like the most optimal mm -hmm. for them. So that, that would be interesting to see. But I don't know. I don't see the Hobonichi hype dying down yet. Like people are still oh, happily anticipating <laughs> that um, and the Asian stationery a world at least because I think lots of Asian countries are doing pretty well with handling the pandemic obviously South Korea Taiwan all these countries are still like you know churning out a lot of cool new products um, mm -hmm. in anticipation for planner season <laughs> watch out <laughs> wallet <laughs> but but yeah here I know a lot of people have a more like negative outlook like is there even gonna be a 2021 <laughs> like, <laughs> oh that is so <laughs> scary and sad it is well moving on to the half year topic I I want to like ask you still like what's um what's your stationary setup though like what pen do you use do you use fountain pen? Do you use like color markers? Like what's your typical go-to when you want to like write in your journals? Um, I've recently started going through a lot of my disposable pens and uh, those are usually the Uniball Vision pens mm -hmm. and then the Papermate Inkjoys in 0.7. I love yeah. those. You get a nice bold black line when you write with those. Um, and then I switch between those and and I'm using a lot more fountain pens lately. Ooh. I'm going through a big fountain pen phase. <laughs> I got them and then I kind of dropped it for a while and now I'm back into it full force. I think that so. matches your girl and quill part, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like the fountain pen aspect. Which fountain pen did you get? Um, are you picking back up today? Um, I've got the Eco Twisby mm -hmm. with the De Atramentis Jane Austen ink. And then I've got a Lamy Safari in a medium nib and I'm using in what is it? Tanirushu Zuku mm -hmm. Shinkai ink. Oh, that's a beautiful deep blue ink. Right. You know what's funny is is I and I recently posted this on my Instagram too, is it actually reacts differently in your fountain pen versus a dip pen. And I don't know if anybody else has noticed this or maybe I just have a weird bottle of it. <laughs> Do you but think maybe it, it's because um the dip pen gives it more oxidization because I it's more so. exposed. I think so. But that would make it less vibrant. And you, I, I saw that post and was it the dip pen that actually had a more, more vibrant performance than fountain pens? It does. And it's that, a much deeper, richer color. Okay. And it actually comes out a lot lighter and more muted when you use it with a fountain pen. Interesting. I know when I saw that post, I was like, that is quite a like you know 
difference when you compare it side by side. And mm-hmm. well, but do you? But you're still using it, right? Like you, you don't. Oh yeah. Not, like really um, abandoning that ink because of that. But I, I think it has to probably do with how much went through your feed and maybe how long it stayed there. Um, like I find my fountain pens when I fill them up for that first time, it's super light and like watery. And then as I used it for a longer time, when I got to like the few last drops in the converter, it became really dark and thick and like just like a lot more muted. So I don't know, maybe maybe that's why I don't know if you. It said must the, be a difference in like what pens you use, what mm-hmm. ink you use, what paper you're feeding it into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's fascinating stuff. <laughs> uh, and that's why I'm really into this whole ink and fountain pen phase because I'm really exploring my options and uh, looking to do some shopping soon, I think. And you mentioned the Jane Austen ink and I am still enamored with it. That last time we met up at Wayward Coffee Shop like in Seattle, I think that was the last time you met up with us <laughs> before you moved. And I was testing out that pen on my book. It's that deep kind of like green, mm-hmm. very classical color. And it just suits um, your monthly theme because you are doing Jane Austen month for July, right? Yeah. yeah. And that is so funny that you like have to find the ink that matches the theme <laughs> and perhaps wow. hopefully the notebook that goes with it. <laughs> if only I can find a Jane Austen notebook or something that she would have used, oh, I would be right on it. <laughs> oh, those like book bound and like probably some golden like. <laughs> um, the gilded co- edges. Gilded edges, yeah. yes. <laughs> that would be it so would be beautiful. Well, tell me a little bit more about Jane Austen Month. What is that to you? And what, what is it to the stationary lover? Well, it was kind of a fluke that I came across that video when I was uh, on YouTube. And I don't know why I'd never heard of it before, but it just suddenly clicked. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to do Jane Austen July, even though I have no time to read. So I thought this is a good time for me to get back into reading. And uh, I actually do keep a journal. Um, I haven't touched it in, you know, a couple of years because I didn't really have the time mm-hmm. uh, with my daughter. Um, but it, I use it to keep track of all the books that I've read. And then I mm-hmm. write little reviews in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, well, this is a good time to kind of get back into that journal and do some reading. And that was, um, that was really enjoyable. But I love it so much because you kind of gave yourself a theme and, um, you know, it kind of dictates sort of the, the, the way you approach your writing topics, maybe the way you chose your ink, the way you chose your pen, and then perhaps even in the decoration part of your, of your spread, I didn't really see it, but um, maybe you do that in your like little journals, the commonplace ones. What do you think? Like, is it? You know, and because I was so immersed in Jane Austen's world, I really cut back on decorating my pages. I normally reach for the stickers, the washi, the collaging. Um, I didn't even touch my watercolors. It was pretty much just my pen and my journal, and I was just writing. And Going back to the classics, like just the yeah. bare bone, really simple a way of journaling. I love that, though. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It, sometimes when I really want to simplify, I like to reach for my uh, Blackwing Palomino 
or my Palomino black wing original mm-hmm. pencils. The pencils, yeah. Those are beautiful pencils to write with. Mm-hmm. And there's something um, so, I guess, romantic when you write with a pencil. Because a lot of great writers from the past, you know, Hemingway and Steinbeck, they all use pencils or, you know, fountain pens. So it's kind of nice to kind of uh, bring that back. The way the graphite kind of like make its mark on a smooth paper. It is yeah. the best. <laughs> I like the sound of it. The sound of it, yes. Yeah. The, the scritchy, scratchy sound of pencil. Mm-hmm. I recently also broke into my box of black wings as well that I've been abandoning. It's uh, the set that is like glows in the dark. It's a library edition where it's like oh. green. And so I've been meaning to do a lot more writing too, just because I, I now have the time and like, you know, the luxury to like really do a lot more creative writing and journaling. And uh-huh. I've really been enjoying it too. I, I joined the Erasable podcast Facebook group and you are in it, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh that's a great goodness. community. It is so much fun. People in there really geek out um, over pencil and like all the new things. And recently, I think the latest big release was their Eras edition. I think they they went back to one of the vintagey Blackwing style and um, really trying to captured the classical style of the pencil and re-releasing it and then calling Mm -hmm. it eras and I thought that was kind of matchy-matchy with your theme of like Jane Austen like the classics so I thought I'd bring it up (laughs) (laughs) don't tempt me (laughs) I know sorry that was an enabling in disguise (laughs) no you know what that's funny because I had seen a post about that and I had I kind of did a side I was like ooh, do I should I oh no I should hold off (laughs) I know they changed the the packaging though to become more modern. I think was the point. I I feel like I like the old one better. <laughs> oh, I definitely love the old ones. You know, as soon as I found out about them changing the packaging, I searched the internet for original oh. packaging, and I could not. And the buyer that I bought them from sent me the new packaging instead, what? even though they had advertised the original, and I was no. very upset. <laughs> So I actually have a new set of the Palomino black wings. Mm. Uh, what are they? The the matte ones, mm-hmm. the originals. So it's a sleek box, but I I don't know. I like the, I like the old, the old match, packaging, the matchbox style where mm-hmm. you can stack on top of each other. They're kind of like coolly wrapped. You know, they're the, so aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> they are, and usually when you go to stationery stores, they will like put them into like these glasses and have yeah. the pencil like kind of fan out into a little circle. Uh, it's 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 one of the highlights I think at the at the pen displays mm-hmm. <laughs> in those American gift or like gift stores or like cards letterpress stores. It is it is the best, <laughs> and I it really is. enjoyed using mine. Um, we talked a little bit. I think there's like a theme about you like really going back and using your stuff and like using a variety of different notebooks. I don't know if you guys were listening like follows. Anna, but if you go through her YouTube channel, <laughs> you do a lot of like videos and kind of journal with me and walkthroughs of your like books that you, you have filled out for the past years. And one thing I noticed was that was very different and stood out to me in terms of like the journaling community is that you don't keep to one system. You have like notebooks in a variety of styles and sizes. And 
I, I actually kind of love that, you know, like you're not fixated on a certain book size or like a Travers notebook style or mm-hmm. you're really um, using a lot of different notebooks that you come across and you're like always trying out, but you're not like writing in it for one page and then like just leaving it and going back to the norm, but you're really filling them up. And I think like when I look through your videos, Notebook number 137 looks different from notebook, you know, 162, oh, sorry, 122. Two. You're not at 162 yet. <laughs> 122. <two. laughs> um, so I just love that about you really fully utilizing your tools and like your stuff. And I think it has to do with this concept you talked about a lot called stationary minimalism. Um, mm-hmm. And I love it. Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, how did this came to be? Yeah, so I think it was around 2016, I was in the middle of moving. And I think uh, by then I had already moved quite a bit mm-hmm. and having to downsize each time. Um, anybody who's ever moved knows the, the hardships yes. <laughs> of that. <laughs> and uh, I was so motivated to suddenly address all the hordes of paper and mm-hmm. memorabilia I was keeping of my life that I needed to do something about it. And I had already spent the money on so many notebooks. And so I was really motivated to at least use them and then see by the end of you know that year, how many I did get through. And then if I didn't get through so many, whether I donate them or not. Mm-hmm. And so the idea really came about of trying to, to evaluate my stuff in general, because before that move, I had had a craft room Mm-hmm. that I barely stepped into, but I was just collecting supplies. <laughs> uh, that sounds like my craft room. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so easy to kind of collect because you see a little thing here and you mm-hmm. you know, have a friend who exposes you to like cool stickers and you're like, okay, I'm going to grab some too. Mm-hmm. And so that builds up very quickly. And uh, and then 2016 was also the year that I discovered the travel, Traveler's Notebook. Mm-hmm. Or no, 2014. And by then I had already found a system that I really liked and I was uh, motivated to kind of stay consistent with that system. And so my uh, drive to kind of get through my notebooks was a way for me to, I think, acknowledge to myself that journaling uh, doesn't necessarily require all the stuff, because mm-hmm. in the end, it's just you, a notebook, and some writing tool. That's so true. It, Yeah. And it progressed from there. I mean, I really took uh, stationary minimalism in stages and I learned a lot of different things with each stage that I put myself through and each phase that I went through. And it kind of became more and more of shopping less, really thinking about what I want to buy Mm -hmm. um, and then finding different systems that work for me, but then also going with the flow when I find myself needing change. Yes. I think we can all take a page out from your book and really think about, I think, I think at least at this time, <laughs> if reevaluate our stash and, you know, uh-huh. when, it, when serious things like the pandemic struck us and like, you know, you suddenly <laughs> like lose the norm or the normal activity. And then you look back, like, do I really need all these things? Like what's more important to me at this, at, at this time of my life? And I feel like that that's why when I 
went through your Instagram feed and your YouTube videos for the past month, I was like, I want to go back into my notebooks that I've been hoarding. I bought all these like MD 10th anniversary special layout notebooks where they have like all the unique little grids. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to go write in it. And so I, I started writing some random thoughts, um, you know, about the pandemic. And I broke out some of my other notebooks that I, that's just been sitting mm-hmm. inside my cupboard and like repurposing them. And, you know, thankfully I have time now I, I get to do that. And it's not a matter of, I'm not going to be able to keep up with it in the future. So I'm not going to even start, but more like, because I have this time and space at this particular <laughs> part of my life, I'm going to, I'm going to use it. And I think it really matches your go with the flow <laughs> philosophy of deciding what to use. Yeah. Cause that in the end, it's really that it's, setting a goal to maybe go through the washi, um, look through the stickers and see what I'm not using, but then also recognizing that, you know what, if I want to hang on to it, I'm going to hang on to it, yes. you know? Cause I think a lot of people get caught up in the word minimalism mm-hmm. and they see that as what's being, I guess, commercialized as uh, minimalism where it's like the stark whiteness, having uh, one item on the desk. Right. And I think most journalers know that for them, that doesn't work. We yeah. like stuff. We like creativity. <laughs> mm-hmm. We like the supplies because it gives us an outlet. Mm-hmm. It's just recognizing that, you know, maybe you don't need 50 watercolor palettes, but you would just want to find the colors that, of that palette that really work for you and keep those. Mm-hmm. And use them too. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that part. The right now, um, this year, a lot of the theme last year was Marie Kondo was the hype (laughs) where it's like, get rid of things that doesn't give you joy. And this year is kind of, I think, even though there weren't any shows that really like is pushing for this trend, but I think the whole pandemic is just like hitting, um, the nail where it's like, I need to (laughs) really use things, um, Mm -hmm. because they, they, they bring me so much joy during this time. It keeps me calm. It's therapeutic, as we mentioned it so many times in the episodes before. Journaling is a therapy of a sort for people like us. And, you know, we're happy to have the luxury device stuff, but also, you know, try to enjoy that part where you're actually using it <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of looking for the next thing to add to your list. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a hypocrite after so many enabling episodes, but I do get a lot of joy from um, shopping and using things. So, And that's cool. See, that's mm-hmm. another thing too. I think it's a misconception that like, I, I don't shop. Oh, mm-hmm. I definitely shop because I love shopping. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that I think about my purchases a lot more and I let things sit in my cart for quite a while before I buy them. So my impulse purchases really aren't impulse purchases. They've been sitting there for a good two weeks or so before I actually buy it. And then, That's a good tip. Yeah. <laughs> and stay away from the limited edition. Like it's going to like run out of stock soon. Those are the oh, ones that the really, rush yeah. yeah, that, that, those mm-hmm. are the really dangerous kind of purchases. I Definitely. Well, I love your style and like to me, what drawn my eye to when I look at your feed is usually <laughs> the whole vintage kind of classical vibe. I think in your new home, you have like this teal colored wall and like your wooden, um, your wood shelves, your antique writing box. You have those, those little wooden mm-hmm. cases where you store things and then your covers, which sometimes are like leather. Um, what is that pen roll that you have that... 
Um, oh, the superior pen labor pen roll. Oh, I love that thing. So beautiful. <laughs> I think that is one of my favorite purchases that I've ever made um, for like organizing. Mm-hmm. I love organization. And so I think that's a lot of where my passion lies. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I can only fill my room with so many shelves and boxes. I know some other stuff needs to go somewhere. Oh, and your Delphonics striped bag. So that pouch is the yes. catalyst into like my Delphonics obsession. <laughs> yes, I love that. Enough, it, was, it was your bag all the way back in 2016 when we met up that was like, oh, I kind of want a Delphonics in that thin stripe that you had. Oh, that was I love that thing. And I got a, a guitar strap um, for it so I can actually like have it hanging as like a purse if I really wanted to. Oh, so nice. for the longest time, that was like my cafe bag. And it, <laughs> it fits everything. I love that thing. I love that. It is the ca- it is the ultimate cafe journaling bag because, you know, it fits a lot. It's a medium it size, does. but surprisingly... Lots of con- the little compartments are great for like the little tools that we use, the watercolor little pocket sets and all that. Mm-hmm. But then the main um, pocket fits like I think two to three Traverse notebook size or even an A5 size notebook, I believe. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, very, it, yeah, it's the size is deceiving. You can fit a lot in there. I know. I, I went and, and got myself a little backpack strap as well um just like a cheap one off of amazon like those for photographers camera and mm-hmm. so i when i go do urban sketching like outside i can have a slung across my shoulder and you know reach down into the back for the the paints the brushes the pencils and i can sketch while standing up so i just love that oh, very so cool. much <laughs> yeah oh and then you always have like either a mug or like a teapot like lots of journaling um photos have coffee but yours with the tea i feel like it's just another vibe another, <laughs> another aesthetics that i really really enjoy it's just so relaxing um, yeah, my room is kind of like sanctuary. Um, and I'm very, uh, like I'm an empath. So my environment is very, it has to be a certain vibe. Nice. And so that's why I've kind of spent my whole lifetime just collecting little things. And that's pretty much what I've shown in all of my photos is just all the little antiques and bits that I've been collecting here and there. And I bet sometimes looking at them inspires you to write like, do you feel like you're extra um, creative, productive when you're in that space where you kind of set yourself up for definitely journaling success? Yeah, <laughs> I think having a nice setup wherever it is or however small or large it is, is so important. Um, I'm an introvert. So like my environment, my little cozy nest is uh, very important to me. And so it was very... Um, high on my list to uh, after I moved to have kind of this space carved out for myself and fill it with everything that inspires me because in the end just being right here in this spot surrounded by everything that's journaling and station mm-hmm. stationary related everything that's my passion mm-hmm. is just it's so inspiring and motivating that even if I don't write I just feel good being here that is so nice and I feel the same way and I think a lot of us feel the same way and I think that's also why cafe journaling is such a thing because we enjoy that vibe as well yeah the ambiance the ambiance of the Mm -hmm. smell of the coffee maybe the wooden table or like that that little 
pop the bubble of comfort in like a public yeah. space when we do journaling meetups is just it's just so different from when you like you know do it anywhere else but i noticed that recently you've been kind of taking your little space outdoors like you have this little nook um was it on your deck or is it it's on my deck yeah outside the house surrounded Mm. by trees and it's um i try to be outside as much as i can nowadays Mm -hmm. um and i'm very lucky to have kind of a, a little area that's surrounded by a lot of nature and i have a lot of creatures and birds around me um and i uh, love to nature journal. So mm. I'm nowhere near your talent where I'm sketching away <laughs> um, and painting on the spot, but I hope to get there one day. Um, now you, but I do, you've just been writing about like the little critters or? Yeah, or... I write about them. When I can, I like to try to get photos and then be able to print them on my um, at-home photo printer. Um, and then before I had my daughter, I used to do a lot of like watercoloring of birds that yes, I would see. Yes, I remember yeah. in your, in your um, Lushtern, I think you used mm-hmm. to have that. And you, I saw like the little illustrations that fill up the entire page. Yeah. So you should totally to keep doing to it. Didn't you just got like a really nice set of watercolor? I know. It? I you know. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. I said, you know, you, you got a watercolor palette. You should really use it. <laughs> Practice uh, what you preach, right? <laughs> what what brand was it? I remember it was in a pink uh, tin case, and it's so it's pretty. The, it's the Paul Rubens Shimmery Paints set um, in the 24 colors, I believe. Uh, and it is beautiful. <laughs> um, it comes in a beautiful pink tin case and, like, pink packaging and... Um, I love that thing. It's so pretty. I know. It looks so nice against your like wooden table. <laughs> Just so yeah, I, I remember hot. that. The, the, the pink is not like a neon-y pink, but kind of like a muted. Um, it's like a pale pastel. Pastel-y pink. Yeah. I, I really like that here. We have a friend who's really into everything pink nowadays too. And she got like a smaller version of that, but not Paul Rubin. I think it's just like a, a case. I think it was pink, non-branded. And she filled it in with her own like little... Um, half pants from other brands. I love seeing people do that, <laughs> creating their own little watercolor palettes. I know. Aren't you on a mission to do that with your Kabuto? Can we talk a little bit about yes. that? <laughs> oh, man. I can't tell you. The 90s kid in me was screaming when I saw those online, and I, I had to grab them. I did, they like make be... a, did they make a comeback, or have they always been there, but recently, I guess, popped back into your radar? Tell, tell the I... listeners what those are, because I think people outside of the U.S. may not know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I think, well, Caputles, I think they came about like late 80s, early 90s, and they were advertised as kind of like a, an all-encasing makeup kit that you would use. Um, to organize all your personal things. And uh, I think the target audience was like teenage girls at the time. Yes, because it's like this kind of pastel-y green, pastel-y pink. Yeah. Little pops of color. And it's kind of like a lunchbox, right? Like it's- It kind of looks like a tackle box. And I think the designer had originally designed it to look like a tackle box, but they made it in very fun colors. Mm-hmm. And when you open it up, it's got little trays that you can take out with a little mirror inside. Um, and then I think maybe a few years ago, I started seeing them popping back up at Target. Uh, is that yeah, when you got yours? Or did you order? Um, I think I ordered mine off of Amazon. 
because um, these particular ones, I think were, I think they're made specifically to, to organize your purse, like your mm. keep all your essentials, right? Uh, like, you know, random mm-hmm. things. Um, and I thought, well, the first thing I thought was stationary and I, you know, I'm going to make a kit out of this <laughs> and challenge myself to see what I can fit into it. Cause I am constantly on the lookout for the perfect little stationary kit. I know. Cause you have the bow, you have the scrounge, <laughs> at least from my recent scroll. I think yes. I noticed it. <laughs> and I love looking through each, each video you make when you try to like set up a new system. And I think it's so much fun. Cause it's like, I think there's that need for us um, stationary enthusiasts mm-hmm. to find like a place to put every single one of our little things. And we have We're very organized them. creatures in our <laughs> own ways. They need to belong somewhere, which is why the Hobonichi drawer pouch gets me every time they release a new style. And for you, it's been like these kind of vintage classical items that, that really pops. And the Kabuto was so cute. I think you mm-hmm. managed to fit a watercolor set into the small. Yes. I actually created my own watercolor kit a few years ago out of an eye palette that was like the flattest, slimmest casing um, I could find. And it was meant for travel. And I didn't like the eye palette. So mm-hmm. uh, I popped out all the eyeshadow <laughs> and then made my own watercolor kit. Nice. Um, and so it actually fits into the tiniest caboodles uh, case happily. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, I think that'll be my little nature journaling kit right there. You know, because the caboodle comes with like little handles, right? And then you can like carry it with you mm-hmm. everywhere you go. I just think it's so cute. And maybe once your daughter's like old enough, you can like pass it to her as her teenage heritage <laughs> item. And then it's history all over again. <laughs> You know, I am so hoping that she gets into stationery. I've already started on stickers with her uh, as a way to keep her occupied because I have her at home with me while I work. And uh, so I've got her on art supplies. I've got her playing with stickers. Just start them it. early. You have to start them early. <laughs> and then so that they don't judge your mommy when she makes another order when she's like 40 or 50. <laughs> which I totally see myself doing. Oh, I t- yeah, it's going to be my future too. That's okay. <laughs> I love that. So so you, you do have a day job, right? Like you work from home. Um, I do. And you have your daughter <laughs> who's two years old? Three, three, three. Almost. She's 19 months. Uh, and then, so mm-hmm. how do you prioritize everything? You know, like keeping up with your journals. Do you use some of them for work? Like how do you utilize your tools and your, like your notebooks to kind of like stay organized in terms of? Well, I actually and you keep... moved like two years ago, like all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> well, I actually um, keep all my work stuff separate. Um, I need to have work and personal life completely away from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I use as a planner system for work is a moleskin, uh, one day a page planner. Mm-hmm. And it's this almost like two inch thick planner that <laughs> I absolutely love. It actually works out perfectly because it breaks everything down, I think by the hour. And then, um, there's plenty of space to write and I actually color code everything. I think a lot of journalers enjoy being able to have a work system because mm-hmm. it gives us an excuse to have like separate supplies. Right. Yes. These <laughs> pens are for work only. And then also organizing for work. Um, so I do have a separate set of pens. I've got my, uh, 
what is it, the Uniball Signo 207s in yeah. various colors. So I color code all my things for work. And then I got my mild liners for highlighting. Mm-hmm. I'm that person at work that does not let anybody borrow their pens. <laughs> I'm very particular. <laughs> we have some picks for you, colleagues. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they, they get their own pens. And I do actually keep... Uh, you know, some regular Bic roller balls. I call them my crappy pen that I used to let people use if they ask for a pen. <laughs> I know they, they have to take it from that pen, um, uh, pen holder, not this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what? I take a, a step further. I keep a pencil case at, at work and I keep all my pens in that case. And then I put that uh, case into my drawer. <laughs> so like it's completely <laughs> off access. the office. Yes. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working from home now. So they sit on a nice little, you know, decorative cup and I can just grab them. But when I'm in the office, everything's in a case in my drawer. <laughs> so I have to go through like uh, quite a few different ways to get to my stuff. <laughs> Does your colleague see like see through your facade and be like, oh, she's actually this like crazy stationary lady. <laughs> you know what? I think a lot of people, they're kind of like, well, you know what? That's her thing. We'll just let her be. <laughs> <laughs> she just likes her pens. <laughs> I love that. And do you keep journals like um for your daughter when she was just born? Like, do you have like a separate fun baby planner or like a baby diary? Or, or I do. Mm-hmm. I I keep one that um I use the Olive Traveler's Notebook cover for that, and I'm using the zero one three insert. So it lasts quite a while when I use to document her growth and her milestones and fun memories. So that gets quite, that gets very chunky by the time those are done. Um, and. Uh, oh, no, there's something about writing about your kids. Um, obviously I don't have one yet, but all the people around me who are stationary lovers, Chris, who came on episode 11, Phyllis, like they, they said the kids say like the craziest things and they do. Do, the, do the funniest things and they're like just too precious to not record. <laughs> and, so... and you want to write everything down. And so <laughs> I'm that, and that's what I use my personal journal for too, is I constantly have it in my hands. Whenever I'm going anywhere in the house, I have it with me because there could just be one split second where she says something and I need to write it down immediately because first I've got mom brain and I can't remember anything. (laughs) Um, And then second, I want to be able to look back on that and then reference that for her journal. That would be so amazing when she, when she grows older and can look back and like mommy's been like meticulously documenting every second (laughs) of your growth. (laughs) Like they might be ashamed, like embarrassed. (laughs) Do you watch the show Bev Goldberg? uh, Not the the Goldbergs. That's what it's called. No, I'm not. It's yeah. It's about this eighties family. And Bev Goldberg is the mom and she's such a dedicated mom that she's constantly just like hovering over her kids. <laughs> and I feel like I'm her because there's an episode in there where she talks about uh, an, a photo album of just a series of photos that she took of her kids sleeping <laughs> and that she one day will give her children. <laughs> I feel like I'm that mom. <laughs> well, uh, you're not alone because apparently a lot of other stationary mommies out here do the same. In fact, I think a friend I saw on the Hobonichi user Facebook group, one person shared that she has been keeping, uh, well, her kid's a little bit older, like probably elementary, but she's been letting 
him um, or her, I forgot, a, a week's like she give to him her weeks every year. And so that oh. she can have like this accumulation of this like small pocket size weeks notebook like year after year and be so cool to look back on. And yeah, I thought that was a great idea because the weeks is so small. It's mm-hmm. so compact, it's thin, and like it tolerates all kinds of medium, like if they take a sharp, unless they take a sharpie to it. But mm-hmm. uh, so I just thought that's like a really fun way to incorporate her kids into her like stationary world. And uh, I love the different options that people have. Exactly. I, I love that we come out with like all these cool little um, fun designs to cater to every taste. And mm-hmm. I can't wait for the release. <laughs> yeah, I'm very curious to see what the designs are. And so how do you like, do you see any of like fun stationary, stationary things that kind of like permeates into your life? Like um, that just kind of affects you, <laughs> like the whole family, like everyone's going to buy this. I'm choosing this cushion because it matches my washi tape. Like has that ever happened to you? <laughs> yes, I actually, the the pillow that I keep in my desk chair in my uh in my uh, little craft room. I bought it specifically because it matches uh, (laughs) the blue lines of that washi. What is it? That rain washi? Oh, the rain washi. Yeah. And it's got the blue lines on a white background. And I bought that specifically from Target because it looked like my washi. So yes, that does happen. (laughs) I remember that story because I I personally match my plates to this watch to this stamp set <laughs> by <That's awesome. laughs> I think it was from Shamil Garden and she has all these like cool texture stamps mm-hmm. and like I saw this plate at plate set at World Market and it's like this Japanese traditional color and style and I'm like this looks like my washi tape I needed to and I also saw that you stole your daughter's crayon like the, <laughs> the sidewalk I had to chalk. <laughs> <laughs> what are those again <laughs> so they're um I think they're called crayon rocks and <laughs> you, you know the thing is is I'd seen them featured in a magazine like 10 years ago and I actually like cut that little piece of ad paper featured and I've been holding on to it until the moment I could buy my daughter crayons like I didn't even have kids back then (laughs) but that's how obsessed with like how I wanted to shape my life (laughs) Uh. I as soon as um my daughter was old enough to like handle crayons I'm like I'm buying those and so I bought them immediately and once in a while she'll touch them um, they're like these little jelly bean shaped crayons that's supposed to be ergonomically, um, right. They're not better stick. for They're kind of like pebble size and like yeah. these uneven they're shapes. They're easier for small hands to handle. Oh, that is so and cute. They're so cute. And so <laughs> I stole a set because I think when you buy the 16 color set, you get four of each color oh. and I, <laughs> you know, had to grab a set and keep it on my desk (laughs) even I wanted when I saw it I was like that's such a cute way to portray like color pencils because usually you know you're like they're just pencils or like they're a certain shape or they're like little sticks but those pebbles they're so aesthetically pleasing (laughs) like Mm -hmm. they look so good on your desk or like on any little decoration and I I just love them so much when I saw your feet I'm I'm definitely guilty of buying stuff that just looks nice to have on my desk (laughs) and nostalgic and I feel like that's your overarching theme like a lot of the things that you own you have it like it definitely sparks nostalgia and I think 
it is definitely the trend. <laughs> a lot of us has been like, a lot of the collaging styles nowadays has been going back to like pressed flowers, like collaging, um, receipt rolls. I, I yeah. also saw you do that. Um, mm-hmm. London Gifties recently came out with these um, pressed flower washi tapes and I saw those sticker yeah. sets and like these glassine envelopes and I'm just like what <laughs> so pretty so lovely and there's like yeah. a touch of whimsy to all of that stuff too it definitely you know? does and I think a lot of us just feel giddy like little kid when we're using these tools mm-hmm. and like holding them in our hands I, I definitely feel that <laughs> so uh, Anna I think the final section, I want you to tell us a little bit about, you know, what are some of your recent favorite stationary items? I know you've been obsessing over one thing and maybe you want to talk about that. Let's, you know, I have so many favorites, it's hard to name them, but I know the one that I've been talking about a lot lately on my social media is the Amazon (laughs) Basics notebook. The whole story Um, behind it is so cool, like the whole journey you had. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was such it was such an accident that I even came upon it because I had originally ordered the soft cover regular sized moleskin notebook because I was going to give it another chance. Mm-hmm. The moleskin paper has been kind of iffy in the past few years. They have, but yeah. I thought I was going to give it another try and maybe if it didn't work out because it doesn't uh, take ink well. I think a lot of journalers know that bleeds through um, and stuff. It does leads through pretty badly and I was just going to use pencil on it if it didn't work out Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, Amazon had sent me the Amazon basics notebook instead and so I was actually going to chuck it (laughs) like (laughs) donate it Um, but then I kept it on my shelf and I thought well maybe I'll use it some other day or maybe give it to Gemma to use the scribble in Mm -hmm. Um, and then one day when I was doing um, I think a video on a notebook update I thought you know what I'm going to give it a chance I tried it out with my fountain pen inks and I was so impressed with it that I just became instantly obsessed with this notebook (laughs) it doesn't bleed through it doesn't feather or anything no there's no feathering at all even with a broad nib on my eco twisby wow yeah and the Jane Austen ink is not uh it's not a a thicker ink it's on the waterier waterier side Mm -hmm. and um takes it really well and oddly enough it actually takes watercolor very well too I was uh not expecting that that's so cool yeah and so so, so I, you got I, one I, and you try to get more <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then they went out of stock as soon as I started talking about it um and I thought I was freaking out because I thought they had discontinued it mm-hmm. um and then I had some very lovely people reach out to, and offer to help me get it because mm-hmm. I had searched the whole of the internet to try to find another one of these notebooks. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're back in stock now. So <laughs> all yes, is well uh, with the world. <laughs> and I love it because it's like super simple, like minimalistic looking. Like it's just like yeah. a black soft cover. Is it soft cover or hard cover? It's soft a hard cover. Hard cover notebook. Yeah, they don't make soft cover notebooks. But it's, yeah, it's a very simple design. Just black with a ribbon mm-hmm. to it um, and uh, off-white paper nice off-white very it's, simple it's, i can't imagine like an amazon basic item being so good like <laughs> with like all the incense stuff too. i was not expecting it either <laughs> um so that was a very happy accident and that's probably my number one obsession right now um but recently what do i like i don't know <laughs> i've been really into 
uh, like I'd mentioned before, fountain pen inks right now. Mm-hmm. There's so many different options out there. I mean, I could easily spend the rest of my life trying to search for new colors. I know. But, um, Good thing mm-hmm. that many ink um, sellers do like samples, so you really don't have mm-hmm. to commit to an entire bottle. Like um, Goulet Pens does like four milliliter, I think, and Yoseka Stationery did like those little fatter ink bottles, which mm-hmm. I like better because you can actually stick your nib in as opposed to oh, okay. the little test vials that lots of other ink samplers uh, send you. And yeah, I know. I've been, I got an order, I ordered a sample of the Jane Austen ink. Oh, did you? <laughs> when you mentioned that you're doing Jane Austen month and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I've been meaning to try that ink for the longest time <laughs> or at least like have it in my own pen. So I ordered mm-hmm. it and I can't wait for my current pen to like run out of ink so I can like swap it out. Cause Are you using a uh, fine nib? I am. I, most of my pens right now are either fine or EF. Um, oh, okay. So are you recommending it to let it sit in like a broader nib? Like a, a oh, no, because I'm actually curious to see how it performs. I don't own ah. any fine nib pens. Um, that's just, I can't use fine nib. I have oh, okay. to use medium or broad nib. So I'm actually really curious to see how it performs. Uh, I'll let you know because I, I can't wait to try it out myself. I plan to put it in one of those pilot um Kakunos, the fine, finer nib, Ooh. which kind of writes, um, they're not like super fine, like their EF is really, really fine. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I can't wait to start using it because I really love that really rustic, classical looking green. It's so like deep, I think. It is. It has like a kind of like a bluish undertone to it, which I, I really like. And I think I was, I, I, I saw you right, right in the most skin with it and it bled through a little bit, or maybe it was the Loish term. I don't know, I'm not sure, but. I think it was the Loish term, yeah. Loish term. Yeah, not too many can take the ego to be broad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That, you know, you're putting a lot of ink on that paper. That's true. I got mm-hmm. a eco twisty medium and turns out it writes very similar to a broad and oh does it yeah it totally bled through even my tomoe river paper with oh, one of my inks but it was a very like very watery ink though so i don't blame it <laughs> like it actually <laughs> went through <laughs> but yeah you know i can't wait to try that and yeah any any new other new things or um, items you're looking forward to for the season? Like, do you have the, the problem we all have, which is what planners and I'm going to, what planner am I going to use for 2021? <laughs> or no, you're like very content. Actually, I'm so um, into the uh, Hobonichi Weeks Mega that I am definitely going to be using that for 2021. Nice. I think this is like the system. I think I've found Hobonichi Peace for me. Ah. Yes. <laughs> because I've used the Hobonichi Evac and the regular one, the full year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just got too chunky for me. Yeah. And it was just too much room for one day, considering that I don't really have too much going on and that I don't use it for personal journaling. Right. Yeah. For me, my planner is just very functional. Um, but the Hobonichi Weeks Mega is like the most ideal planner for me right now. The perfect size, too. The perfect right? size. Like, yeah. Too much to write for each day. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll definitely be using one as well. I'm like really looking forward to the new covers. And maybe by then we can have a little geek out session over in our yes. little groups. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, 
Guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. If you want to follow more of Anna's beautiful kind of classic vintage inspired spreads, uh, she shares it on her Instagram at Girl and Quill. And I totally recommend going to her YouTube channel and checking out you know a lot of her setup journals where she really goes in depth and like talk about why she chooses that journal, why she's using it, you know, the pen she's using it with, and. I think your like journal kit setups are always the most enjoyable videos out there. Thanks. So satisfying. (laughs) So I definitely recommend that too. And yeah, well, if you guys want to like know more about what we talked about in this episode, um, go on to the stationerycafe.com website where we now have show notes and you can always find us on Instagram at the stationery cafe. Thanks again. And we'll bring you another fun episode next week.